on the road to the Super Bowl, we are turning the corner at the stop sign and we can see the driveway just in the distance. It's kind of like when you're younger, right? Say that you're like eight years old. You're sleeping in the car, right? And then you make that one turn and like you know you're home even though you've been asleep the whole time. That's what it is. That's where we are in the NFL season. It's kind of a bittersweet feeling because, you know, we're finally right here at the Super Bowl. In just a month, we'll have a champion for this year. Uh, a team will be getting their rings. A lot of players will retire. They'll play their final game in the Super Bowl, and it'll be a lot of fun. But at the same time, it feels like only yesterday, the first game happened in September, and now here we are right at the end. But this weekend is the conference championship, which means that the two best teams from the NFC get to play each other and the two best teams from the AFC get to play each other. It should be the best football we've seen all year. The Super Bowl should be better, but these will have two fantastic games in one day, and we are really excited for it. So we're really excited to take you guys through our picks for the conference championship Sunday and what we think is going to happen, what to watch for and uh, who's going to win, as we're both guaranteed to be 100% correct. Welcome to KNA Football. Caden. Austin. Notice how I didn't use the word? I put so much effort into not using that word. The forbidden word? Yeah. I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> not not going to say it, because you can't say it. Monday's a big day. I, I <laughs> Monday's a big day. you got to really come up with something. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, Caden, what happened? Obviously, yeah. If you're watching on YouTube, obviously you see. And if you're not watching on YouTube, if you're on Spotify or something, highly recommend go look at the YouTube. Uh, we have a completely new setup. Yeah. Uh, it's also 2 o'clock right now instead of... 10 o'clock yeah. because no 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 hate on you debbie we no, that's on me i, I take that. i mean it is a little I, bit on you you were taking no, a test, I had but, a test to but take. debbie and i were here er, uh, earlier trying to set everything up it took a lot of time but crazy enough we're not even done with the setup we have yeah. we're allowed to say this debbie cry about it um we have a bigger tv that yeah. was donated to us but we'll talk about once that we actually get the tv up here but yeah we're going to set it up and some genius uh innovative strategy by was it the tv company or the um that's the tv it was the tv company yeah to not give us the correct size screws and we do not have those uh said screws so now we can't mount the tv so we're here still with our little tv but monday we should have our setup complete with our desks our laptops our big tv it's great it's great we, yeah, got, we, got, we got new cameras, new camera angles. Yeah. That's good. It's exciting. It is. It's really it exciting. Feels, I feel like I'm farther away from you. I don't know. I know. It, it does feel a little sad because yeah. I'm definitely further away from you, so it's not like that communal feeling. It's kind of like more professional, which I guess is good, right? Yeah. I mean, we, and there's we got, pros and cons. We, right. We got laptops now. This is like really good. Like now you can like, like if you need like yeah. a stat and you're like. We all know that you're just not going to use it and you just have it there. That computer doesn't actually work. Dog, Hayden's <laughs> computer, like we just gave it to him. It's kind of like when you have a younger sibling and so you give them the controller, like you're playing a video game and so you give them a controller for another console that's dead. Sorry, <laughs> they just use that and they think they're playing the game. That's what we gave Caden as a computer. Okay. 
it's clear that it works whatever it works just don't worry guys uh so obviously big conference championships this weekend so should we jump straight into those yeah all right let's get into our picks this week's k and a pickums all right so yeah there we go man <laughs> we got the great shout out to debbie before we get into these great graphics by debbie yeah. debbie spent i don't even know how long making great <laughs> graphics for these <laughs> for the nfc championship and the afc championship like look at this screen obviously it'd be better if we had our big tv and you could see it better yeah but that's that's, that's, true. that's amazing i mean that's really good more incentive for you to go join on the youtube i mean obviously listen all the way through on all your uh right podcast platforms because you gotta get those listens up but then once you're done go check out the visuals on youtube yeah just you check know it out. i think you should listen on podcast listen on like spotify or something just to listen and hear it and then when you're done you're like oh i want to see it on podcast and then you or you want to see it on youtube so then you yeah. go to youtube and then you watch the whole thing again on youtube yeah. that's that's what i would do even better than that too is if you wanted to keep up with the game with us real time you know what i'm saying so recently Debbie put in a bunch of effort into creating a K&A football discord, which all of us are on. And so we have that linked in the description. If you're on YouTube, in the show notes, if you're on Spotify, Apple podcast, uh, we have that linked in the description there. So you can go check that out, join our discord. And uh, our goal is to kind of keep up with you guys real time on questions you might have about the game, things that we see in the game as games happen real yeah, time. Yeah, as going on during the week, asking questions yeah. to be featured on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So go join that if you haven't already. So, NFC Championship game, Caden. What about it? What do we need to look for? All right, well, I'm just going to straight, like, to start. Both of these games, incredibly hard to pick. I mean, it obviously, is. it is the two best teams in the a nfc and the two best teams in the afc and it's obviously going to be tough to pick but this is like incredibly tough to pick i sat there for a long time thinking i have no idea like i could 100 percent see the eagles winning this game i could 100 percent see the 49ers winning this game like there's no i it's very odd to feel like even when there's a good game this season you're like this is gonna be a good game i don't know who to pick but i still have a respectable feeling this team's gonna win this game no idea like both of these games there's a very good chance that i go over two there's a very good chance that i go two and oh because it's very it is well, yeah. crazy how amazing these games are going to be so for my pick looking at the game you got brock purdy obviously the 49ers 12 and 0 uh in their last 12 games they've won 12 straight brock purdy's 8 and 0 as a starter yeah. he's looked great and obviously the eagles 13 and 13 and 2. No, that doesn't make sense. 15 and 13 and 3. 14 and 3. Goodness, Final answer. 14, <laughs> Final answer. 14 and 3. 14 and 3. They've been rolling all year. Jalen Hurts, great quarterback. He's when he missed games, they they lost both the games he missed. I mean, he's clearly a vital part to that team. Yeah. And he's an MVP candidate. This is going to be a good game. The number 1 defense in the league versus Number two the number defense two defense in the, defense league. In the yeah. league. The 49ers defense has gone 27 straight games without allowing 70 a 70 yard rusher. 27 really? games. And I personally That's more games than is in a season. That is game. way more yes, that, that, <laughs> there's 
18 games in a season plus the playoffs. But I think that that, uh, that what is it, stat, the record will be broken this weekend. I think Jalen Hurts will be the one to get over 70 rushing yards. He His running game is completely, it's, it's an X factor. It's a, it's a, it's a game breaker. You, you have his ability to throw deep. You have the great receivers. You got AJ Brown, you got Devonte Smith. So you got to keen in on those guys. So if you're keening in on stopping them, that leaves hurts to run. If you're keening in on her, stopping hurts to run, then he's just going to throw it over top of you and score points. Yeah. Factor in Brock Purdy being a rookie playing a, still a very good defense. Debbie, don't we have a graphic that when I say the pick, it's going to go, right? I think that's how it goes. So I got, Debbie, click it. I got the Eagles in this game. Again, I could see it going either way. Yeah. 100% could go either way. Yeah, I mean, this game, like you said, a thousand times, it could go either way. And, like, that's just, that's just the nature of it. That's how these games are going to go. Um, in my mind, this is going to be a low-scoring game because we have the number one defense against the number two defense. And then... In the AFC, we have two of the most high-powered offenses we've ever seen with two of the worst defenses we've ever seen in the NFL. Uh, Kansas City and Cincinnati don't have fantastic defenses. So I think that game will be high-scoring. I think this one will be low-scoring. Um, what you said about uh, you know keening in on who? Hurts. Uh, no, keening in on like Goddard and oh, Smith. Oh, yeah, A.J. Brown. Right, and A.J. Brown things, yeah. to like, stop them from catching the ball. I don't think that the record of rushing yards is going to be broken against the 49ers. You said there's never been a 70-yard rusher in 27 games. I don't which is think, which is insane. It, that's super insane. The reason being that this year in the entirety of 2022, so from last year all the way into now this year into the playoffs, they have played a zone defense in 90% of defensive snaps. Okay. So I Obviously, then you have help underneath if your front four don't get the pressure that you need right away. So you have that backup. I also think that with playing a zone defense, like that's not, you're not double covering anyone. You're, someone's running through your zone, you're guarding them, and then they get in the next zone, and then they're guarding them. And that's how that works. Unfortunately for the 49ers, while they have one of the best rushing defenses in the NFL, clearly, uh, Jalen Hurts does really well against zone defense. He's the second best against zone defense. Can you guess who the first is? Jalen Hurts? No, Jalen Hurts is the second best against zone defense in the NFL. Purdy. Purdy's the first (laughs) best against zone defense in the NFL, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Small sample size, but yeah. Yeah, very small sample size, but against zone defense, he's been the most productive this year. For this game, I think that it's going to come down to Whichever team runs the ball better. That's what I think is going to happen because both of these teams have a, obviously a very good defense and this is going to be a very low scoring game. This is going to come down to field position. And so I'm going to say whichever team can run the ball better is going to win. And I think that Christian McCaffrey yeah. with 4.9 yards per carry will help the 49ers to beat the Eagles and Brock Purdy will be the first rookie quarterback to make it past the conference championship round. It can happen, man. I mean, like we've said a thousand times, I, either of these games could go either way. Another thing that I do think that really plays in the Phillies' advantage is it is in Philly. So Brock Purdy, yeah. as a rookie, he, he has looked a little flustered in some playoff games, and that's at home being 
being the favorite. Now he's on the road in a very hostile environment against a very good defense. I wonder how he'll react to that. I mean, the last week they played the Cowboys. Cowboys are a good team, a pretty good defense, but Purdy really struggled. They did not win that game because of Purdy. He just did enough to make sure they didn't lose the game. Yeah. Now they're going against an even better Eagles team, which is a much better offense and a better defense. So if they if Purdy plays the same way that he performed last week, they lose this game. But if he can just step up and play like he's played most of the season, again, could go either way. I think it really comes down to just out of the out the jump. Like you got to go, you got to get ahead of the game early. You know how yeah. you you know how you can get ahead of the game. How's that? You can get ahead of the game by reserving your Valentine's Day flowers today. Prince Florist in Canton is now accepting reservations for roses and custom bouquets so that you can be the hero when the big day arrives. Avoid the stress of last-minute shopping and how much... Oh, I'm sorry. Avoid the stress of last-minute shopping and make sure you your special someone knows how much you mean to them. Place your order at princeflorist.com. That's P-R-I-N-T-Z florist.com. That's a mouthful. Well, clearly, because you can't speak. Don't have Caden read any love notes to your special someone because he's just gonna butcher over every word, dude. Hey, man, it's all right. Don't I don't want I don't appreciate the hate, man. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, it should be one of the best games, dude. This one, I think, is somehow both harder and easier to pick depending on how you look at it. I think that the NFC championship game is difficult to pick because you have two of the best defenses in the league playing against each other and obviously Purdy being a rookie quarterback it's I anticipate it to be a low scoring game the AFC championship game on the other hand is different in so many ways like I said before it's two of the most high powered offenses we've ever seen and Patrick Mahomes is injured so it's like, what's going to happen? Not to mention, I, I hate bringing this up, I really do, but Joe Burrow is 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. I hate to bring it up. Um, did you see what the uh, mayor of Cincinnati said? <laughs> yes, yes, I was going to get to that in a little bit talking about it, but yeah, it's oh. he the, the Cincinnati mayor uh, what, wanted Joe Burrow to have to uh, do some paternity test yeah. to see... To prove once yeah, and for all yeah. that he is Mahomes' father. Which is yeah. very cocky and very arrogant because you're playing this week. Maybe if you win, yeah, if you win, I wouldn't do that, do that the week of the game. It's very, that could definitely come back to hurt you. Yeah, Eli Apple won't be tweeting anymore after this one. So, uh, I've been instructed that I have to pick this game first, which is really tough to do. Um, hey man, I had to pick the last game first. I, I know, I know. It's really tough. So, the real question for me is how much is Mahomes' ankle going to hinder his play? Because obviously it has been ruled that Patrick Mahomes will be the starter yeah. against the Bengals this weekend, which is a, honestly a surprise to me. I thought for sure that Henny would be the starting quarterback this week, but you can't keep Mahomes out of a playoff game. I don't think that they could if they tried. If they told him he wasn't playing, he'd probably still show up and just walk on the field and say, no, thank you, I'm playing this game. Uh, especially because it's in Arrowhead and he owns that stadium. So, like I said, the question is, how much is Mahomes' ankle going to affect him? Patrick Mahomes this year has 
117 pass attempts outside the tackle box, 99 yard pass attempt, 99 attempts of passing on extended plays, and 116 pass attempts on the run. Okay, so that's over 400, or that's close to 400 pass attempts in one calendar year where he is moving. And now his ankle has a high ankle sprain. Like, how is he going to do that? And the uh, Chiefs last week went completely away from all play action passes in the second half last week because Mahomes just couldn't go back, fake the handoff, and then spin to then pass the ball. So, despite that, though, Caden, despite that, I will admit that there is probably some AFC North bias. Probably is. There probably is. The real... It's who who do I think is going to win and who do I want to win? That's right. the real question yeah. here. Who do I think <laughs> is going to win? I think that the Cincinnati Bengals will win this game. Who am I going to pick to win because I really want it to happen? <laughs> because I really hope that Joe Burrow is now 3-1 and one against Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game. In Arrowhead, I'm taking the Chiefs. Could definitely happen. I I might pick it. I don't know. Um, Yeah, like you said, Mahomes' injury last week, high ankle sprain. That's a very hard injury to come back from. People, Players take four to five weeks to come back, and he's coming back in literally less than a week. Yeah, And he's playing in this high stakes, should be a shootout AFC Championship game. When you hear that, you're like, okay, this is easily Bengals win. Bengals look like the best team in football right now. They literally are so hot since their bye week back in week like six. Um, Debbie's, <laughs> Debbie's climbing over something. That made me laugh. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, Mahomes and the Chiefs, they're, obviously it's the Chiefs. You can't really pick against them, but Mahomes, his whole part of what makes Mahomes Mahomes is his ability to just run around and do whatever he wants back there. And then, oh, look at 35 yards on field and yeah. make some crazy play. So it's like, oh, that makes me easily want to pick the Bengals. There he's four he's what, three and oh, like you said, against Mahomes now. I mean, same thing happened last year. But then all of like the cockiness and the talk all week really concerns me. Eli Apple, which you briefly mentioned on Twitter, has been just going nuts on Twitter, even though he's not the reason at all. That uh, they're here. They're yeah, winning. They win they're, in, they're they're winning in spite yeah. of Eli Apple, uh, and yet he thinks that he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But his, he is burnt toast, and he is here, and he just thinks he's the greatest thing. So he's tweeting out all these things. Everyone's beginning to hate him. So it's like that's oh, well, obviously annoying. That gives Kansas City momentum. You hear all the talk of Burrowhead. Yeah. Um, the Bengals after their win and. On last last week, one of the Bengals players on the sideline yelled, like, see you guys in Burrowhead, obviously calling Arrowhead Stadium Burrowhead because Joe Burrow is 3-0 and or whatever against the Chiefs, which, again... All of those games were in Cincinnati, though. Mm-hmm. I think all three have been in Cincinnati. The last year AFC Championship was in okay. Kansas City. So one but, Kansas yeah, City which is, again, very cocky, very... You play them this week. Maybe if you win this week and you don't have to face them for at least another season, sure. But if you're doing that the week, you're giving them bulletin board material. You're you're adding fuel to the fire. So you and Burrowhead. And then this week in a press conference, one of the Chiefs players, he walked out of his press conference and said, see you guys in Burrowhead. So you know that the Chiefs players are talking about it. It's, it's bulletin board material. Yeah. And then obviously 
on top of it all, like you said, the the mayor, the whole paternity test to see if he's actually his father. Again, completely unnecessary. I really think that'll come back to haunt them in this game. Like it just gives Kansas City fuel. But at the same time, Joe Burrow just makes things happen, just like Mahomes does. And now Mahomes with that injury, I don't know if I can trust that defense to stop this Bengals team. I mean, the Bengals yeah. were moving so easily last week against a was supposed to be a really good Buffalo defense in the snow, which is supposed to hinder your offense. And they literally were unstoppable against a really good defense in the snow. And now they're playing, which should be clear conditions, against a not-as-good Chiefs defense. I'm going to pick the Bengals in this game. Yeah, Again, I'm not could surprised. go either way, but it's both of these games should be amazing. And But yeah. what is also tough about it is in Kansas City. Kansas City, arguably the toughest place to play in. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I would like to mention a couple things really quick for all of our viewers who don't participate in the evils of sports gambling, right? For all of our viewers who don't <laughs> like do us, that. Like us. Like us, who don't participate in things like that. <laughs> um, a couple things about these two defenses and these two offenses. One being that these two teams don't run the ball, like, at all. They're both ranked 25th or worst in the NFL in rushing, which is incredible. Um, <laughs> the Chiefs on over 50% of their defensive snaps have a light box. Okay, so they don't overload. They only have maybe three, four guys that are going to be pressuring the quarterback, which could work very well because the Bengals' offensive line is literally a revolving door at this point. Um, they have two of their starters. The rest of them are like, they picked them up off the side of a Walmart. Okay, that's that's the Bengals' offensive line. Same yep. story as last year. Um, but what's really weird about that is Mixon rushes for four an average of four yards against a, a snap or it's a light box which should be easier for him to run against but he runs like terrible against light boxes he only averages like 90 yards per game in rushing uh the chiefs obviously like i mentioned are like 25th in rushing but you know what's really interesting is that uh pacheco has 728 yards since week 10 like that's insane, dude. Mm -hmm. That's like ten weeks, and you have over almost a thousand yards in ten weeks. That's unheard of. So, just a couple things to watch for there. Right, and there should not be a lot of sacks. This should be like moving down the field quickly or or incomplete passes. Joe Burrow and Mahomes are ranked first and second in touchdown passes on throws under two and a half seconds. So obviously they're throwing the ball really quickly. Plus, both of these defenses aren't really getting to the quarterback that quick. Right. So, right. Both of these defenses don't have like a really disruptive guy. I mean, Sam Hubbard comes to mind on the uh, Bengals defense, but I mean, he doesn't have an insane amount of sacks this year. Yeah, Trey Hendrickson. Or Hendrickson. Mm -hmm. um, but with the Bengals having that revolving door of an offensive line, you'll probably see a lot of what they did last week against the Bills, where as soon as the ball is in Burrow's hands, it's back out of Burrow's hands. So, like three yard completions every time on a slant and hope they take it away because. He's not going to have the time to go drop back in the pocket and make his reads. He's going to have to throw on the first read. So it I'm, should be really interesting. I'm really excited for both of these games, man. Yeah. It's sad that there's only two games, but these should be the best games of the year, barring the Super Bowl. Yeah, 100%. So we do have, because obviously this is going quickly because there's <laughs> only two games, uh, we do have 
some news. Yeah, quite a bit of to news. get into. A lot of coaching news. A lot of coaching news. Uh, before we get into that, I would like to remind you guys of our friends at KNF Construction. I don't have a super interesting segue this week. I'm sorry for those of you that look out for it. But, you know, nonetheless, that doesn't stop you from getting a great deck from KNF Construction, even though I'm not putting in the work to get a great segue. KNF Construction has been serving the Northeast Ohio community for over 16 years, specializing in composite decks. KNF Construction takes the time and effort to provide the service and product you deserve for your home. You can call KNF Construction today at 330-575-2465 for a free estimate. Again, that's 330-575-2465. You can also visit kfdex.com, which is linked in the description. KF Construction, let us build your dream backyard. Glad you read that really good. You picked up the slack for me. Picked up the slack where you left off, man. But yeah, that's okay. So some of the news of the week. Um, well, the first thing that happened was I think let's see, it was Thursday, I believe. Yeah, early in the day, Nathaniel Hackett, obviously horrible coach for the Broncos this season, uh, was hired as the Jets' new offensive coordinator. And a lot of Jets fans and NFL fans were clowning Jets and were like, dude, why in the world would you do this? He's horrible. But when he was in Green Bay, he was great. Some people are great coordinators. They just can't coach. Maybe yeah. their situation's horrible. Maybe they just aren't built to be a leader and a coach. But you can be a great coordinator. I think it's a good move. I mean, if worst comes to worst, you fire him. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's the long short of it there. I mean, you can still have a productive season without, you know, a bunch of... What am I trying to say here? Like you can have a productive season with one aspect going to crap yeah right like you can have a coordinator not be super great and you can still have a good season um that obviously with hackett going to uh the jets there have now been an upspark in talks of does aaron Rodgers yeah. go to the jets because like you mentioned he was the offensive coordinator in green bay and obviously aaron Rodgers has been there for the last 25 years um <laughs> so you know now the jets are kind of like that in my opinion like that at the center of quarterback conversation oh yeah so it's like oh who goes to the jets is it Carr? is it brady is it lamar is it rogers the jets are, honestly are like looking into every single quarterback for who they're going to bring in next year if the jets go into next season with anyone other than rogers lamar um brady then i think that that's a loss of an offseason for them i mean they literally like you said they're the epicenter any they could get anyone they want they have a great yeah. defense. They they have a good situation. I think quarterbacks would want to go there as well. I think so. I mean, you obviously have Brees Hall, who's, I think, going to be one of the best running backs next year. So you have a solid backfield. Garrett Wilson is honestly probably going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. So you have him at your receiver, and your defense is phenomenal. It's one have, of the best situations. And you have, I think, 11th or 12th or 13th draft pick. So you can definitely still get another playmaker for what said quarterback that comes in. Yeah. Perfect. So it's a great situation mm -hmm. over in Jets land. Uh, speaking of the Jets, uh, Mike LaFleur was the offensive coordinator before they hired Hackett, and he was just hired by the Rams. Uh, so he's joining McVay's staff and going to hopefully help them not to win a total of four games this year. Do you think it'll happen? How good of an, a coordinator do you think he is? Do you think he's good, or do you think it was just a product of a... Mike White and Zach Wilson that caused him to falter this season. I mean, yeah, you can't really look at him and be like, yeah, he was horrible. I mean, look at his quarterbacks he had this season. He still made pretty good 
I mean, his receivers were good. His running backs were good until Brees Hall got hurt. But I think it's going to be all right. I mean, I don't, I don't think a offensive coordinator is going to completely change your team. You still got a great coach in Sean McVay. You got good players. I don't think it's going to hurt you too bad, even if he, even if he is bad. So I think the Rams are fine with him. I mean, the Rams, yeah. they got to fix something because they really struggled this season. But I don't think it's too big of a deal. Yeah. Um, I think one of the... Well, I, I won't get there yet. I won't get there yet. Uh, I think one of the more interesting pieces of news is uh, DeMarco Ryans. D'Amico. D'Amico. Sorry. D'Amico <laughs> Ryans. If you guys don't know who he is, he's the defensive coordinator for the 49ers, yep. who obviously have big the best tomorrow. defense in <laughs> the NFL. And a big game and tomorrow. Huge game tomorrow. <laughs> um, he is... It's very likely that he's going to become the Texans head coach for next year. He's the top candidate and he'll probably get the job because he has all the qualifications for it. What's interesting about that to me is this will mark three seasons in a row that the 49ers send someone else out to become a head coach in the NFL. I mean, hey, they're doing something right over there. The Shanahan coaching tree is just getting bigger and bigger because the Shanahan coaching tree is going to be crazy in like 10, 20 years. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing when you're a good team like that, it, it almost hurts. It's, it's an, it sucks because you're a great coach. You're a great team. Your offensive coordinator, your offense is great. Your defense is great. They snatch up one of your coordinators to be a head coach. Same thing next season. Same thing next season. And that's what's happened to them lately. That's what happens to a lot of teams. And it's like, man, you want this guy to stick around and keep building. Right. But obviously you want him to go get a head coaching job. Good for him. But now you got to start new. I mean, the Lions offensive coordinator, he was great this season. Lions have been horrible for so long. He was great. Schemed up some amazing play calls. Almost got them to the playoffs, and he was he was a very hot candidate. And then he last minute he's like, you know what? I want to come back. I want to stay. I want to at least get another year on my belt. I don't know if I'm ready to be a coach yet. I I need to learn more NFL stuff, which is I mean great for him, smart yeah. smart move, and also good for Lions because now they have another year with this guy. He's yeah. clearly a good coordinator. Yeah, I very mean those good. situations are yeah yeah, and he was obviously a candidate for your Panthers. He was. He was the front runner for a long time. He was the front runner for a long time. And just recently, the Panthers hired their head coach of the future, Caden. They did. And I will say, I texted you. You did. The morning before he was hired. And I said, Austin, call me crazy, but do you know who I want? I said, do you know who I want as coach? And you thought I was talking about our rival team, which was so funny. (laughs) I I laughed so hard at that. But then I was like, what? And I was like, no. I'm talking about the Panthers. He's like, oh, oh, oh. And then I <laughs> See, said, my life isn't just NFL, guys, okay? <laughs> I mean, neither <laughs> is things. mine. But I just, it was funny. Um, we have a coach for our Y-ball team. Preston's we a, do. Preston's Preston a baller. Is a fantastic 4-0. coach. 4-0. He had the play call of the century last night to win us that game. Shout but, out to um, Preston. Oh, but yeah, so I texted you and I was like, I want Frank Wright as head coach. He's an offensive mind. We've Panthers have in their short history, have never really had offensive-minded coaches. They've had two or three, but they were very short stints very early or very late in the 90s, like when they were established in 95. So it's like, okay, I kind of want an offensive guy because Ron Rivera was defensive. Matt Rule was a joke. Um, <laughs> like, I just want an offensive guy. All the coordinators, all the coaches that were left in the playoffs last round were offensive-minded coaches except for Sean McDermott who was defensive, but he was more, he said, I mean, you got Josh on a quarterback. Obviously, you're fine. Yeah. But all the other coaches were offensive-minded uh, coaches. So I was kind of leaning towards, I want that. And if you look at his situation in Indy, 
it was horrible. And he ended up did getting the job. That's where we're going to. They hired him as their coach. If you look at his situation in Indy, oh, uh, you can talk about something. I'm gonna try to pull up the thing I found a couple of days ago. Oh wait, no, I think I screenshotted it. Oh. He, what well, he obviously they didn't look good there. They okay, here we go. They struggled. He was fired this season. But if you look at the quarterbacks he had when he was in Philly, he had Carson Wentz, MVP candidate, and Carson Wentz looked great. He had Philip Rivers in uh, at the Chargers looked great at the Chargers, and then he comes and then he goes to the Colts. He thinks he's going and inheriting Andrew Luck. Well, Andrew Luck retires his first season being there, so he doesn't even get to have Andrew Luck. That completely sets him back. So then yeah. he goes in that next season with Jacoby Brissett. He's all right. We saw this year he can be all right, but he's a career backup. Yeah. All right. Obviously going to struggle there. You weren't supposed to have him. Then you're like, well, we still don't have a quarterback because the whole, per- like the whole, we built our team around Luck, and now he's gone. And so you sign a 35, no, not 35, like 75. Your old Philip Rivers in the next season. No 75 year quarterbacks can get you wins. So they don't do good. And he's like, okay, maybe we can bring in Carson Wentz. I worked with him in uh with the Eagles. He was an MVP candidate until he got hurt. We'll see what happens. Comes Carson Wentz was horrible. And he's like, okay, we'll go for 99 year old Matt Ryan. Didn't work again. So clearly he hasn't had quarterbacks or a good situation there. We have the offensive line, we have the defense, we have receivers. All you need is a quarterback, which he is known for developing when he was a when he was a coordinator. He can develop young quarterbacks. A lot of people are saying C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State is the uh, apple of the Panthers' eye. The Panthers are really liking him. Obviously, it's only January. Uh, drafts not till April. Yeah, but if they could maybe trade up and draft him, that could be a good pairing there. And. Tr- Trade up, man. Yeah, man. It's going to be expensive to trade all the way up to there. Tell you what. Um, little One more thing about coaching news, and then I'll get into a little bit of player news. But uh, Dan Quinn, uh, former head coach for the Atlanta Falcons and current defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, has announced that he will be staying in Dallas. Uh, he was another one of those guys that went on a lot of interviews Um to be looked at by a lot of teams for their head coaching position. Um, so obviously he's a defensive-minded guy, and he announced that he will be staying in Dallas. Not a whole bunch of huge news. I mean, he did pretty well in Dallas this year. They had a really good defense for a lot of yeah. a lot of the season. Um, so, you know, great, great news for Cowboys fans, honestly. They get to keep yeah. great defensive coordinators. So we'll see where he goes next year. I doubt that he'll stay two years in a row. Um I said one more thing, but I just remembered another thing that um, Mike McCarthy, uh, Jerry Jones is saying that uh, Mike McCarthy is going to be staying in Dallas oh. for like 25 <laughs> years. I did not hear that. Yeah. He like he wants him to be a lifelong coach of the Cowboys. Like when when Mike decides that he wants to retire, that's when he'll stop being a Cowboy. <laughs> and yeah, it's I'm sure like, Cowboys fans are loving that. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, right there. With, that, with those play calls, why wouldn't you love yeah, it, man? Yeah, you can keep running those Zeke's end of game, <laughs> Zeke yeah. as center. It's good stuff right there. I'll tell you what. Um, last thing of news that I have yeah. is that Tua is still in concussion protocol. I'm sure that none of you thought that you'd be hearing about Tua at this point in the year, because obviously the Dolphins have been eliminated for two weeks now, and Tua clearly wasn't going to play for the last, like, five weeks. But he is still in concussion protocol. Uh, So, 
Like, what's up with that? Is he ever going to play again? I mean, if you're in concussion protocol for this long, he doesn't have a concussion anymore. Like, that's just how it works. But they're probably just wrapping him in bubble wrap and carting him everywhere so that way he doesn't bump his head. Because what are you going to do next year if you don't have him? You're going to play... Uh, yeah. What's his face? Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson is your quarterback hey. all year? No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got to start considering maybe retirement. Because yeah, which is sad to say, because yeah. he's only been in the league for right. two years. But at some point, your life and your future and your brain is more important yeah. than football. I know you've worked your whole career to get here, but you're going to retire mid-30s anyway. You don't want to retire mid-30s and then have an Antonio Brown moment and have CTE. And look at Antonio Brown now. I mean, yeah. you don't want to be in that situation. you got to really consider retirement if you're Tua. Yeah, very unfortunate. Yeah, and then one more thing to add on here. Justin Fields' trade rumors are really heating up. I think it's all smoke, but it's really concerning how much, uh, how much they're they're talking about trading him. I mean, Justin Fields, he's proven that he can be a great runner. I yeah. think he'll be a fine passer. Look at who he's throwing the ball to this season. Equinemius St. Brown. Sorry, bro, that's not a good receiver. And they're really talking about trading him away and then drafting Bryce Young and then building around Young. I don't see how that's any different. You're putting Young in the same situation that you put Fields in. And you don't know how Young will do in the NFL. Yeah, he's a great prospect, but there's many times that people were great prospects that didn't pan out. Justin Fields has proven. You have a proven NFL guy. You're going to throw that away for a prospect. And it's not like he's yeah. like an old guy. He's in his third year in the league. Makes no sense to me. I, yeah, I don't. I really don't get that. I really don't because it's like, oh, who are we going to go for? We could end up with like this guy that we're going to draft and he could be a bust. Like that's the whole thing with the draft is like, we hope that he's not a bust, but it's a very likely possibility because they were playing a completely different game in college. And now here they are in the NFL and you just hope that they pan out and you might end up with a situation like Zach Wilson where they, they draft him really high overall and everyone's really high on him, And then, there he goes. Yeah, and he's I mean, just never going to be a starter again. Same team, like five or six years ago, they drafted Mitchell Trubisky number two. He was supposed to be the greatest thing. Look at him now. He's horrible. Yeah. Why wouldn't you go with what's proven? Fields has proven that he can be a quarterback in this league. And then if you give him a weapon, I'm talking a yes. weapon, yes. he'll do so much better. I don't understand why the conversation would even happen that he should be traded. Right. I don't think they will. I really don't. I hope he does. I, I would 100% hope because he does. Because I would love him to be in a better situation yes. because he deserves so much better. He's the first Ohio State quarterback that is like, Good. yes, <laughs> we want to claim that guy is ours. And so it's really exciting. So I, I hope he gets traded to a better situation. Yeah. I don't think they will. Hopefully CJ Stroud will be the next Buckeye quarterback. Hopefully. All right, Debbie, did you have something for us? Yeah, we got an overview of the AFC and NFC championship. So yeah, Debbie got... Shout out to Debbie again. These graphics, good. And I know it's been Debbie a long time doing these. Yeah. But uh, shout out Debbie there. So yeah, we got our picks. How's this gonna work? You're gonna click it and it's gonna like. No. Oh, I'm oh, dumb. I see. I'm yeah. Dumb. Yeah, I, I like that. There we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I obviously have the Eagles, and he has the Niners, and I yeah. have the Bengals, and he has the Chiefs. So we completely split. Yeah, it's which, a complete split. Which is man. good because nobody. It's literally perfect. That sums up this week because nobody knows at all what is going to happen yeah like like you said you could go two and oh you could go zero oh and two you could go one and one and the same could happen for me and none of us really know and it's kind of a coin flip but that's that's why it's 
you know, placed this way. Like, we have honestly the best four teams, I think, in football yeah. playing for championship. Yeah, I agree. It, it should be a lot of fun. And obviously, we'll be back here Monday to recap. If you do have any questions that you want to be asked on the podcast, because it will be a shorter episode, yeah. um, obviously, join the Discord, ask on the Discord, uh, comment on the YouTube video. Send us the Instagram DM at ka underscore football. Yeah, we'll have a bigger. We'll have our bigger TV. We should be getting the screws today after the show. So yeah, yeah. pretty exciting. We hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. We hope that uh, it will be a fun weekend of football. And when we come back here on Monday to recap all of the action, we will have our two teams that will be playing in the 2023 NFL Super Bowl. We'll catch you guys next time.